0: Section 11 of the Boy Scouts Handbook. This is the LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Boy Scouts Handbook by the Boy Scouts of America. Section 11. Woodcraft, Part 6. Nesting Season Undoubtedly the most interesting season to study birds— is during the nesting period which is at its height in june it takes a pair of sharp eyes to find most birds nests in the first place and once found there are dozens of interesting little incidents which it is a delight to watch only a foolish scout would rob himself of his chance to observe the secrets of nest life by stealing the contents or would take any delight in piling up a collection of eggshells whose value at its best is almost nothing and whose acquisition is necessarily accompanied by genuine hard pangs on the part of the rightful owners it is more exciting to try to hide yourself near the nest so skilfully that the birds will carry on their domestic duties as though you were not near a blind made of green cloth and set up near the nest like a little tent will often give opportunity for very close observation. It is surprising how near many birds will allow one to come in this way. Even though the blind looks very strange and out of place, the birds soon seem to get used to it, so long as it is motionless and the inmate cannot be seen. A simple type of blind can be constructed by sewing the edges of long pieces of green cloth together, drawing in the top with a cord and then draping it over an open umbrella. How to photograph From such a hiding place, photographs can often be secured of timid birds at their nests. In attempting to take photographs, it must be remembered that cameras of the pocket variety or fixed box type are almost useless. Most of them cannot be worked without special attachments at closer range than six feet, and even if the focus is correctly guessed, the image is apt to be very small in this work it is far better to invest in a cheap camera second-hand if need be with which one can obtain a definite image on the ground glass where the plate or film is to be focus the camera on some spot where it is expected the bird will come usually this is on the nest or young sometimes it is the food a favourite perch or some form of decoy the next requisite is patience if the coveted opportunity arrives Set off the shutter by hand in the blind, or, where this is not possible, by means of a long thread, after carefully hiding the camera with bows, leaves, sods, etc. How to know An idea of the details of a bird's life which a scout may come to know may be had from the following table. 1. Description. Size, form, color, and markings. 2. Haunts. Upland, lowland, lakes, rivers, woods, fields, etc. 3. Movements. Slow or active. Hops, walks, creeps, swims, tail wagged, etc. 4. Appearance. Alert, listless, crest erect, tail drooped, etc. 5. Disposition. Solitary, flocking, wary, unsuspicious, etc. 6. Flight. Slow, rapid, direct, undulating, soaring, sailing, flapping, etc. 7. Song Pleasing, unattractive, long, short, loud, faint, sung from the ground, from a perch in the air, etc. Season of song. 8. Call notes Of surprise, alarm, protest, warning, signaling, etc. 9. Season Spring, fall, summer, winter, with times of arrival and departure, and variations in numbers. 10. Food. Berries, insects, seeds, etc. How secured. 11. Mating. Habits during courtship. 12. Nesting. Choice of site, material, construction, eggs, incubation, etc. 13. The young food and care of, time in the nest, notes, actions, flights, etc. So varied is a bird's life that there is still plenty to be learned about even our common birds. It is quite possible for a scout to discover some facts that have never yet been published in books. What one boy did a boy once originated the idea of varying the usual bird's nesting craze into a systematic study of the breeding of our common birds. In one spring he found within the limits of a single village one hundred and seventy robin's nests. One hundred were in suitable situations on private places. Forty-one were in woods, swamps, and orchards. Eight were placed under bridges, two being under the iron girders of the railroad bridge. Four were in quarries, sixteen were in barns, sheds, under piazzas, etc., and one was on the ground at the foot of a bush. In addition to searching out the birds in their natural haunts, there is a great fascination in trying to attract them to our homes. During winter evenings, boy scouts can busy themselves making nesting boxes. Even an old cigar box or a tomato can with a hole in it the size of a quarter will satisfy a house-wren. Other boxes, which are suitable for bluebirds, chickadees, tree swallows, purple margins and starlings, will, if set up in March, often have tenants the very first season. In many cases it is feasible to have hinged doors or sides on the nesting boxes, so that they may occasionally be opened, and the progress of events within observed. It is needless to add, however, that great caution must be exercised to prevent desertion of the nest or other disturbance of the bird's home life under favourable circumstances even some of the shyer inhabitants of the woods such as woodpeckers owls and ducks can be induced to patronize artificial cavities if they are made right and erected right caring for birds another way of attracting birds in summer is by providing drinking and bathing places a little artificial pool protected from cats will be a source of joy to the birds and of delight to the observer from morning to night. Apply to the National Association of Audubon Societies for information as to where ready-made nest boxes and fountains can be procured, also books on this subject, as well as on the subject of making friends of the birds through feeding. The Bird Lunch Counter How best to feed the birds is almost an art in itself. A winter lunch counter spread with suet nuts hempseed meat and crumbs will attract nuthatches chickadees downy and hairy woodpeckers creepers blue jays etc canary seed buckwheat oats and hay chaff scattered on the ground beneath will provide an irresistible banquet for other feathered boarders a feeding place of this sort can be arranged for convenient observation from a window and afford no end of diversion and instruction but whether close at home or far afield, the great secret of success in such work is regularity. Begin to put the food out early in November, and let the birds get to know that they are always sure to find a supply of dainties in a certain spot, and the news will soon spread among them. In wintry weather especially, it is amazing what can be accomplished by feeding the birds regularly, and at least the following birds have been induced to feed from the human hand. Chickadee, white breasted nuthatch, red breasted nuthatch, bran creeper, Carolina wren, cardinal, evening grosbeak, tufted titmouse, Canada jay, Florida jay, Oregon jay, and red Paw. Even in spring, untiring patience has resulted in the gratification of this supreme ambition of the bird lover, and bluebird, robin, catbird, chipping sparrow, Ovenbird, brown-thrasher, and yellow-throated Vireo have been known to feed from the hand of a trusted friend, even with plenty of food all around. What scout can add to this list? Protecting the birds Many a boy thinks that just because a bird is alive and moves, it is a proper target for his air-rifle or his slingshot. Let us be thankful that there has now arisen a new class of boys the scouts who, like the knights of old, are champions of the defenceless, even the birds. Scouts are the birds' police, and woe betide the lad who is caught with a nest and eggs, or the limp corpse of some feathered songster that he has slaughtered. Scouts know that there is no value in birds that are shot, except a few scientific specimens collected by trained museum experts. Scouts will not commend a farmer for shooting a hawk or an owl as a harmful bird, even though it were seen to capture a young chicken. They will post themselves on the subject, and find that most hawks and owls feed chiefly on field mice and large insects, injurious to the farmer's crops, and that thus, in spite of an occasional toll on the poultry, they are as a whole of tremendous value. The way the birds help mankind is little short of a marvel. A band of nuthatches worked all winter in a pear orchard near Rochester and rid the trees of a certain insect that had entirely destroyed the crop of the previous summer. A pair of rose-breasted grass beaks were seen to feed their nest of youngsters four hundred and twenty-six times in a day each time with a billful of potato bugs or other insects. A professor in Washington counted 250 tent caterpillars in the stomach of a dead yellow-billed cuckoo, and what appeals to us even more, 500 bloodthirsty mosquitoes instead of one nighthawk. It must not be forgotten that large city parks are among the best places for observing birds. As an example of what can be accomplished even with limited opportunities, there was a boy who happened to know where some owls roosted. Now all owls swallow their prey whole, and in digesting this food they disgorge the skulls, bones, fur, and feathers in the form of hard, dry pellets. This boy used to go out on Saturday or Sunday afternoon and bring home his pockets full of pellets, and then in the evening he would break them apart. In this way he learned exactly what the owls had been eating, without killing them, and he even discovered the skulls of certain field mice that naturalists had never known existed in that region. He let the owl be his collector. Patrol work It is a good idea to keep at patrol headquarters a large sheet on the wall where a list of the year's bird observations can be tabulated. Each time a new bird is seen, its name is added, together with the initial of the observer, and after that its various occurrences are noted opposite its name. The keenest-eyed scouts are those whose initials appear most frequently in the table. In addition, the tables will show the appearance and relative abundance of birds in a given locality. For patrols of young boys, a plan of tacking up a colored picture of each bird as soon as it is thoroughly known has been found very successful, and the result provides a way to decorate the headquarters. Such pictures can be obtained very cheaply from the Perry Pictures Co., Boston, Massachusetts, or the National Association of Audubon Societies, 1974 Broadway, New York City. End of section 11